From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to a Friday edition of In Black and Right. And you know what that means. It's WTF Friday! (laughs) Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Another Friday, and believe me, this one is pretty interesting. We are now 18 days away from pretty much Judgment Day. Now, I say Judgment Day instead of the midterm elections because, frankly, the midterm election this year is going to be Judgment Day. And proof of that right now is what happened today. In in a district court in D.C., Steve Bannon, Mr. War Room, was sentenced to four months in prison for contempt of Congress because he refused to speak before the all-knowing, all-powerful Kangaroo Court, also known as the J-6 Committee. Well, this is really fun because who gets busted for contempt of Congress. I mean, does anybody recognize or remember the name Eric Holder, former Attorney General to Barack Hussein Obama, who was held in contempt of Congress, but he got away with it because he was willing to pull out the race card. And somehow, somehow in the world of the American left, Democrats don't do anything wrong. They don't do anything wrong. I mean, this is this is just disgusting, but yet oh, it's Steve Bannon. He's a mega Republican, and he worked for Trump. And ah. I said, dang. I mean, this kangaroo court of a committee has been a joke and a very cruel joke from day one. The people that they put through hell, who whose lives are absolutely ruined because of having to get attorneys and. You have to go before the committee, otherwise they're going to come after you, blah, 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 blah. Now, frankly, I think the J6 committee really needs to burn in hell. Sorry, uh, ladies and gentlemen, got a little salty there, but I mean, I think for today, I'm just going to have to put up a salty warning. Because when I see the ridiculousness, the hypocrisy, the sanctimony, of all of this, it makes me, well, pretty mad. And sometimes uh, my words will show it. So if you're looking, you know, I try to keep it a family show. I do, but there are days when I just have to go, well, sorry, I'm going to be a little salty, folks. You're just going to have to deal. And this is definitely one of those things that really makes me salty. Now, Steve Bannon had his reasons. Now, with these yahoos in the J6 committee, and because they have the, the American KGB, also known as the FBI, and the Department of Injustice behind them, it's like they're going to make people's lives miserable who defy them. Steve Bannon is one of them. Peter Navarro is another one of them. 
who is going to just be, because they were close to Trump and they worked with Trump, it's like somehow they can do whatever the hell they want, the committee that is, to whom, to, they can do whatever the hell they want to whomever the hell they want, and because they know, and the Democrats know, and the mainstream media knows, their time is short. Yes, Pelosi, your time is short. Schumer, hope to God your time is short, too, because you and the rest of your imbeciles, and then, of course, your incestuous relationship with the media, has been exposed big time. January 6th, at least the kangaroo court of a committee, which is really an insult to kangaroos everywhere, especially to our Australian and New Zealand allies, this is ridiculous. Now, if you somehow think, yeah, and the timing of it, here we are 18 days before election day, and all of a sudden, boom, oh, here comes Steve Bannon, and, we're, and the judge sentences him to four months in prison. Well, lefties, progressives, and other various spawns of Satan, you have poked not only the bear, but you've poked the bear's family, the bear's friends, and if you really honestly believe in your heart of hearts that somehow you're not going to have to deal with the consequences of your actions, you are severely deceived, severely mistaken, and, well, anything else that happens, eh, really don't care on that one. So, you know, and I'm just going to be that cold and that candid. You, put, you and all in this Ill illegitimate regime of Joe Biden's has put the American people through complete, indescribable, and utter hell. Yes, with the economy, with the border, with inflation, with crime, these are the real issues. And frankly, Americans across the entire spectrum, unless you happen to be a Democrat, rich and liberal they and they don't really freaking care anyway about the, the little people because they're deplorables and blah 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 no steve bannon and his war room posse will continue on even if even if bannon is in prison for the next few months there are plenty of people who will pick up the baton, and carry through to November 8th and beyond. You've got Jack Posobiec, Dr. Peter Navarro, Steve Cortez, others who can take up the slack for a little bit. Kind of like you rotate them like pitchers in a baseball game. So yeah, it's not that Bannon, I mean, you know, you're not going, Bannon is bigger I mean, yes, he is a kind of a larger-than-life kind of guy, but it's his message that's the point. The, the, the democracy suppository is forthcoming. And I'm going to be up real late. I'm probably going to have to take some, I don't know, maybe an energy drink or some five-hour energy or something to stay up late because I'm going to be working hard and waiting for the results from all over the country. So yes, my friends, it's going to be a great day. And I'm just going to be 
as prepared as I can be to do it. So, put Vannon in jail for a few months. It's not going to stop November 8th, and it's not going to deter the efforts of the War Room Posse. They are raring to go. They are chomping at the bit like racehorses in the gate. Now, many of them are in states where they are already doing early voting. Next week, Florida begins its early voting as well. But I'll tell you, some of the early indicators that because they are having record number of early vote turnout, man, it's going to make election day. Oh, it's going to be one heck of a day. That is for certain. But we, are, we still have 18 days left to go. The indicators are falling into place. Uh, there's going to be a handing over of several anatomical parts, shall we say, uh, by the Democrats to the Republicans. Because people are sick of it. People are absolutely sick to death of it. And people like Bannon, who will continue to turn the heat up, even if he's not in front of the camera every day doing his show on Real America's Voice or on and the stuff he puts on Getter, what have you, it's still going to go forward. The War Room Posse will not be silenced. They will not be stopped. And November 8th, will go pretty much just about as predicted. Now, of course, I still will encourage people uh, here in, in the In Black and Right Coalition, if you're out there, if you haven't voted yet, if you are, or if you are in a state where you do have early voting, you have the option to vote early, or you can wait till November 8th. Now, myself, as a traditionalist, I wait till the day of. But my election day is going to be a very busy one. Uh, I will be getting up early. I will go to my polling place. I will vote early in the day. Then I will travel probably to Tallahassee uh, to see if the DeSantis election night party is going to be... Uh, in the in town in the capital uh so that's going to be real interesting uh and i will be up late with a bunch of other people and seeing some potential miracles i mean miracles now in a state i know well oregon i've lived there for over 40 years and to see the republican nominee uh, Drazen, in the, ahead in the polls outside of the margin of error, I mean, I'm about, <laughs> I, I told a friend of mine, uh, you might want to have uh, paramedics on standby because I could have another heart attack if Oregon is actually brainy enough to get a governor that's a Republican. There, it's been the early, since the early 1980s. The, that Oregon actually had a Republican governor, and that was the late Vic Atia. Man, that goes back a ways. So yes, Oregon is actually has a chance to get a uh, 
a Republican governor. Whew! Mercy, mercy, mercy. I mean, I, I, I mean, I could pretty much, I don't know, maybe die happy if that happened. And so, my family and friends who do live in Oregon, which includes my 83-year-old or 83 years young mom, who hasn't seen a Republican governor uh, for quite a while either, and for my friends who are politically active. Now, of course, the, the, de the Democrats in Portland will absolutely have cow after cow after cow. I mean, hey, if you're going to have that many cows, you know, send them over to eastern Oregon to some of these ranches, and you can get beef, you can get dairy, uh, you can do all sorts of things. You know, might actually help inflation if you got a glut in the market. But yes, I mean, it's, it's just absolutely amazing some of the things I have seen. You know, so even though, yeah, Bannon's getting the short end of the stick and he's pretty much getting screwed, fear not. Because the War Room Posse is going nowhere. They are still very much involved. And yes, it's a... Uh, it's going to be pretty interesting to see what happens over the next couple of weeks. But speaking of fighters, another great race uh, out, out there for governors is Carrie Lake and versus Katie Hobbs in Arizona. I absolutely am... I, the more I see Carrie Lake out there, the more I wish I, had li I lived in Arizona. I'd love to be able to vote in Arizona because Florida, we're fine. Uh, DeSantis is pretty much has a double-digit lead, but I'm still going to vote anyway. But I'd love to vote out in Arizona because Carrie Lake, that the lady is tough. <laughs> I mean, it, she is tough. Uh, I love some of the things that she does. And uh, what's even crazier, <laughs> uh, I love how she's giving the media a much-needed lesson. Much-needed lesson in how to actually act like you got some sense. Now, I what I absolutely love about Carrie Lake, she's flipping the script on the media. She's not taking any crud. And I gotta play this. This is, uh, on, her, on her Twitter page, she was t she was dealing with this whole election denier crap and how they're calling her an election denier and brilliantly brilliantly uh made the media look like absolute morons and it took a 20-year-old member of her campaign team uh <laughs> to do, to do it it's, I, I, I want to play this. It's, I mean, the sound might be a little bit meh, but I definitely want you to hear it in its entirety and in its full context. Because I guarantee you, um, <laughs> Carrie Lake ain't putting up with Jack. She's not putting up with any crap by the media. And I just want you to... Oh, it's less than three minutes, but... It will be a three-minute lesson on how future candidates pretty much can take the media and take them to task. 
It's hilarious. It's hilarious. I love this woman. But let's see if we can get it going here. If you're going to start throwing around terms like election denier, let's remember who the other election deniers were. Hillary Clinton and all the Democrats. Next question. The question is, you, over the weekend, everybody, you took the Google all over the world. Your name was ringing everywhere. And one of them, yes, because I have the scale. And one of them has the most little more assets. Is she uh, uh, an election denier? And that was like, like going around on all different cable news. What do you elaborate on this? I'm actually shocked you asked that question, George. <laughs> well, actually, Anthony, where's Anthony? You know, I, I did a little, actually, Anthony, Anthony, how old are you? 20. Are you a journalist? No. Well, you did better research than half these people. Um, let's talk about election deniers. Here's 150 examples of Democrats denying election results. Oh, wow, look at this. This is from, this is from uh, Joe Biden's press secretary. Reminder, Brian Kemp stole the gubernatorial election from Georgians and Stacey Abrams. Democrats saying that. Is that an election denier? Oh, look at this. Just heard Republican Ryan Costello said it would be difficult for Stacey Abrams to win because she lost her state bid, but yet she's still claiming she never lost. This is outright Hillary Clinton. Trump is an illegitimate president. Is she an election denier? This one says, was the 2016 election legitimate? It now definitely is a question worth asking. That's the Los Angeles Times. So it's okay for Democrats to question elections, but it's not okay for Republicans. It's a crock of BS. Every one of you knows it. We have our freedom of speech, and we're not going to relinquish it to a bunch of fake news propagandists. If you want a copy of these, I'm sure that we're, Anthony would help you get a copy and help you learn how to be journalists, but look it up. It's been happening for a long time. Since 2000, people have questioned the legitimacy of our elections, and all we're asking is that in the future, we don't have that have to happen anymore. When I'm governor, excuse me, when I'm governor, we're going to make sure we have honest elections. We want the Democrats, the independents, and the Republicans to all know that their vote counted. We want fair, honest, and transparent elections, and we're going to deliver that for the people. But just remember, guys, this is one page after Hillary Clinton says George W. Bush was selected president, not elected. So let's start, if you're going to start throwing around terms like election denier, let's remember who the other election deniers were. Hillary Clinton and all the Democrats. Next question. Damn. <laughs> now do you understand why I am falling in love with this woman more and more each day? She played the very media who tried to play her. And she made them look like absolute morons. <laughs> I, I love this. She didn't yell. She didn't scream. She just said, boom, here's, here's some research done by a 20-year-old campaign staffer who did research. Ha! <laughs> I love it. I mean, if Carrie Lake can take a 20-year-old a college kid and get them to do research better than supposed journalists? <laughs> it's 
I, I have to laugh at this. I absolutely have to laugh at this. This is fantastic. This is why I would love to be in Arizona to vote in that election. Now, uh, Carrie Lake right now is ahead in the polls by about, oh, three points or so. Uh, but Katie Hobbs is not helping herself, especially when it was reported, and it was reported all over the country, that there were mail-in ballots that only had the federal races for U.S. Senate, U.S. House, but not for the state. That was like 6,000 6, votes, 6,000 ballots. That didn't have it. Now, Katie Hobbs is currently the Secretary of State of Arizona. And she cannot, and this is not her first goof up. It's not her first. She did it in the Arizona primary back in August, especially down in Pinal County. And it led to Pinal County's records uh, election supervisor getting fired for incompetence because they ran out of Republican-only ballots in Pinal County during primary election day. That's pretty twisted. It's like, that's a mistake that should not happen. Better to have too many than too few. But that's just crazy. But love Carrie Lake. Absolutely love that woman. She is remarkable. She is a rock star. And I promise you, I promise you, folks, uh, the left and the media are going to be eyeing her and seeing her as a danger. Now, could you have maybe a DeSantis Lake ticket in 2028? Who knows? Who knows? But, hey, we're just going to take it one day at a time. Let's get Carrie Lake for my friends out in Arizona. I've been bugging y'all for sure. But you get that woman elected governor. Same with Abe Hamaday for attorney general. Mark Fincham as secretary of state. And believe me, Arizona could very well easily be the Florida of the Southwest. I, I mean, that's, that's, that's saying something for me. But given Trump's team uh, go, that's there uh, in Arizona, Lake, Hamaday, Fincham, others, whew, this could be fun, folks, because I know I'm going to have to stay up late to get the results from Arizona and, uh, and the West Coast. But if Oregon and Washington are trending, like I see them, and these are two states I know pretty well, considering I lived in both of them for, oh, I'd say about the first 50 or so years of my life. So, yes, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, let's see. Oh, here's something I definitely am loving. And I found this in something called the Miami Independent. But I'll tell you, it's going to be interesting because this is essentially a warning to groomers. Groomers beware. 
and this is going to be wild to see what happens. Now, uh, the Parental Rights in Education Bill, which was passed last year in, during the legislative session, the idiots and morons of the media call it, don't say gay bill, whatever. You people are such freaking morons. It just, ugh, all you do is just jack up my blood pressure because you're so, you're so, oh God, I don't even want to use the word, uh, like I said, potential salty warning. Uh, but anyway, now a new rule which was passed by the Education Commissioner of Florida says that if any teacher, any public school teacher, K through three, somehow tries to sneak in a little bit of uh, CRT or gender identity or sexuality in their classrooms, their licenses can be suspended or revoked at the discretion of the Education Commission. Yes. Groomers beware. I mean, now, frankly, just personally, what, this, is, this is me, just only me. I don't think it went far enough. You, I mean, heck, K through 3, definitely not. But how about K through 8, okay? Just K through 8. That would have been better. I mean, okay, high school, little different story. You know, maybe you do it in their junior year or senior year, but this is nonsense to try to do it to little kids. So groomers out there, Florida is coming to you somehow, some way. Getting into this also discussion of the story that I talked about a couple days ago over in Dearborn, Michigan. Whoo! Dearborn, Michigan. The large, where the largest population of Muslims live. Now they want to try the whole thing with grooming, gender identity, and whatnot. And it's not the mama bears this time. I mean, God bless all you mama bears who are out there in different parts of the country. But this one was led by the Muslim papa bears. Men. Real men getting up in the grill of the Karen, who is the head of the uh, Dearborn School just Dearborn School Board. Uh, Roxanne McDonald, I believe, is her name. But yeah, the Muslim dads? Whoo! You want to talk about misreading a culture? These Muslim dads, some of them even came uh, from the Middle East to settle and become U.S. citizens, they are not putting up with this groomer, cap, groomer crap with their kids, especially with their sons. Now, you've got a very patriarchal uh, sort of society, a culture, where the dads are, are it. You know, the men are doing the job. Now, I kind of, and but this is also bringing Muslims and Christian parents together. They're not thrilled either. So, you want to talk about some strange bedfellows? Now, I don't know who this woman is, this Roxanne McDonald, but she definitely has Karen written all over her. And believe you me, if they're going to try to put that crap 
through in Dearborn with that many upset Muslim families, especially the dads? Gretchen Whitmer, the Wicked Witch of the Great Lakes, girl, that girl's going to have problems. I mean, a good amount of problems. And even Rashida Tlaib, that foul-mouthed little wench, uh, who's going to... I mean, even the Muslim community may not necessarily be all that thrilled about her. So, uh, Rashida, baby, you better take care of the folks back at home. Serious business. Because there, there are Muslims who are ready to toss... You out, girl. Mm, mm, mm. Somebody help me. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's funny enough, and it's tough enough when you're dealing with that. But, oh, man, oh, man. And this is definitely a to-be-continued story. Uh, not just up until November 8th, but past November 8th. As I've told you all before, I'll say it again. November the 8th is just the beginning. Make sure you're out there make, and making your vote and your voice heard. Make sure your legal votes are counted. And, if, and once that happens, stay involved. Be involved. Be a poll worker. Be a poll watcher. Be in the counting room. And if they have a problem with it, like they did in 2020, tell them to go pound sand. You have the right under the law to be there. This is not just one party rule. I mean, it's already bad enough I'm hearing here in Florida about potential mail-in ballot fraud and our new specific department uh, that Governor DeSantis created specifically designed to investigate all any sort of election crime be it fraud, ballot harvesting, what have you. So, yep, this is going to be fun to watch, folks. And, as speaking of watch, as I see mine, it looks like it's time to kind of call it a day for today. But do not worry. we I will be back tomorrow for another Saturday special as we're heading towards November the 8th. There's still plenty out there to talk about. And also, just to let you know, as we're uh, winding up today, uh, you can always send us email in black and right at gmail.com. Questions, whatever, comments. You can also check out our website in blackandright.net. I'm going to be working on the weekend doing some updates, uh, see what in interesting news items are coming up. And yes. Also, if you want to uh, subscribe, you can pick up our audio uh, podcast on any uh, podcast platform, big or small, uh, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Podbean, uh, uh, Pandora. I mean, we're everywhere. So you can find us by typing in the name of the show in black and right. Uh, just use an ampersand in between black uh, and right. Or you can go by my name, Jerry Brooks, J-E-2-R's and a Y. Or, uh, and, or just keep an eye out for our kind of uh, signature uh, flaming microphone. 
Uh, I mean, hey, if Moses could have a burning bush, I'd like a burning mic. I think that would be kind of nice. So, my friends, uh, like I said, we're going to be back tomorrow with another In Black and White Saturday special. And I think we have uh, two more to uh, two more of them to do before uh, uh, before election night. And yes, we will be having election night coverage uh, somewhere in Florida. <laughs> I'm just not sure where yet. It all depends on where the uh, DeSantis victory party is going to be held. But we're looking to be there and uh, bring you all the fun and the results from there. Going to be doing quite a bit of live streaming. So that's, and reporting off and on and posting on all of our social media. So for now, take care, everybody. Have a great weekend. Maybe enjoy some college football while you're at it. And always remember, Patriots come in all colors.